MSW Media. Hi, I'm Francis Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela, and welcome to The Final Word. The Final Word with Frangela. The Final Word. 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 Thank you for joining us here on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network and MSW Media. You are amazing. And you know why you're amazing? Because you subscribe, you download to all these shows, all these shows. Your support is amazing. And we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, another way you support us by becoming a Patreon member. Yeah. That's right. We thank all of you who have been Patreon members, who continue to be, and who have just joined with us. Thank you for supporting this Black woman-owned business. You are supporting it, and we cannot thank you enough. We could not do this without you. And the way that we thank you is by giving you three, three micro-idiots a week, every week, and they're fresh, and they're funny, and they are they will save your life. I'm just going to say it. They're going to save your life. I'm pretty sure they're using them in ICUs. I mean, I don't. Yes. No, for sure, sure. But I'm pretty sure. Another way you can support us is by getting a cameo. Yeah. That's a special video made just for you by little old us. You go to cameo.com and put in Frangela. Do you know what we did this week? We gave somebody, we, we gave someone unyielding, unending support in terms of their uh, health goals and mm-hmm. to get up and go out and, and make sure that they're exercising. We can do that for you. If you need a we little extra that. support, you go ahead to get right. you a Frangela cameo because, you know, the new year That's is coming right. up. I know we're all about to make a resolution. And before we start breaking them, which is my yearly tradition, <laughs> I would really... I would encourage you to get some pep talks on them. Uh, But this is the thing. We can't all, we don't all have money right now, which is absolutely, we know what that feels like because we're among them. Mm -hmm. So there are lots of ways to support this podcast. The most important being you listening and you getting other people to listen, to subscribe and download and review if possible. And if not, while they're asleep, to have them do it without them knowing. It's just as helpful. So Also, we want to tell you that we rescheduled our big show in Portland. It's going to be February 25th at the Curious Comedy Theater. We're going to have details on our website and links for you to be able to click and get new tickets. So just know that that's going to be that's going to be rescheduled. And guess what? What? The Sexy Liberal Saves Democracy Tour show is still available on pay-per-view. Still available on pay-per-view. If you missed it, you can go there now. And for the low, low price of, I believe, like 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can watch this as much as you want up until the end of the year. And you know what you can do when you're watching that show? You can can bathe in the fact, the knowledge of Mm. your support, of how you kept, you were on the front lines of democracy this year. That's right. You did your J-O-B and their J-O-B. We did everybody's J-O-B. Oh, and speaking of J-O-B, always join us for the third hour of the Stephanie Miller Show every Friday for Fridays with Frangela. And now let's talk about Trump. I have to say, while Michelle Goldberg, I can find annoying at times. Mm -hmm. She's her. She did an op-ed this week on Trump's announcement 
shocking, surprising, riveting announcement to to uh, run for president in 2024. And, and I agreed with her sentiment, which was as much as we don't want to talk about him, as much as we even maybe have, I think, a very legit critique of whether or not focusing energy on Trump is a good idea for the country or is good journalism or anything. The fact is, you do have to cover him saying he's running for president. Of course you do. Of yes. course you do. And you know what? Let's 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 keep it real here on the final word. Him mm. running for president is a bid. Actually, it's not a bid to help the country. It's not even a bid. It's a bid to help himself. Mm. It is about keeping himself out of the legal issues that are coming. I'm going to say it. it ain't down his throat. It's up his ass. Oh, Francis, what it is, is a bid to not have to do a bid. OK, it is That's a bid. What it is. You said it's his it. bid. It's his bid not to do a fucking bid. He don't want to do a bid. So he's making a bid. You see what we're saying? You see what we're saying? And we're not stupid. We're not stupid. This is not Boo Boo the Fool up in here. Mm, this is not a nation of Boo Boo the Fools. There's a good third of us who are, but that you know, 70 other percent plus. No. So no. from, from Mar-a-Lago, which I love, I love that everybody, every all the Republicans were sitting there going, please, please don't say it. Don't say it. Please, please don't, don't do it. They just do will it. not don't learn. They just will not <laughs> learn. You cannot control crazy. And let me, my favorite part of this announcement, and, and I was grateful for everyone to not, for not showing of, in terms of, even I guess Fox only showed like 40 minutes of this speech. My favorite, if you haven't heard this already, one fun fact about this announcement was that they wouldn't let people leave. Um, he was droning doors. on. They pulled a they locked on the doors <laughs> because people were trying to leave. And I believe it was Kathleen Madigan on 70 Millers who said, you know what? You have to really look at your public speaking skills when you're only your oratory may be a bit off when you got to lock the doors. Didn't they pull that shit, Carrie? Like when people trying to leave the prom, and she was like, "I'm not done with you." Here, That's right. I'm, I'm gonna give you some pig's blood. I'm but I'm gonna tell you, this- you something. You say to me, "Get get doused with pig's blood or listen to Trump speak." I am pig's blood ready. <laughs> if those are the options, <laughs> let me tell you something. The devil has ethics. Do you know what I'm saying? The devil has rules. Okay. <laughs> He said, this is a quote, America's comeback starts right now. Oh, bitch, let me tell you something. Nobody ain't, you know, something we used to say in my old neighborhood, ain't nobody studying you. Okay. Ain't, ain't nobody studying you. Okay, for those of you who are unfamiliar with this old-timey West Side Speak, studying, I believe, is <laughs> is the the word you're going, studying? Are they studying? Like, a, to put a pet, like studying an animal? Ain't nobody studying you. She means studying, paying attention to watching. Um, and absolutely ain't nobody studying you. But I I just I have to say the new slogan, I Francis, <laughs> I thought for sure, I I owe I owe uh, Chris Lavoie and, and um Travis, Travis Bone an apology. Cause when they first said it on the Stephanie Miller show this week, I was like, that's not the slogan. Look at them getting into satirical. But I believe the slogan is in fact make America great and glorious again it's like magag <laughs> something <laughs> it's really really bad like it's magagaga it's magagaga saying uh, tweeted the best thing he was like he tried to say it and it, it enacted his um gag reflex because totally. it sounds like that 
totally, totally. I got I got a fix for your gag reflex though. Um <laughs> I'll tell you all fair. But this uh, is my thing though. Now we're on to the DeSantis. And where do you stand on this? Because this is, this is something that we hear from some progressives or some liberals that we know all the time, that they are more scared of DeSantis. And they're, where are you on this conversation? Okay. First of all, let's talk about the GOP's taste in men. Okay. Oh, girl. If all the right? GOP was our girlfriend. That's what, let's, let's talk about the GOP mm-hmm. as if they were our girlfriend and mm-hmm. their taste in men. All this right. is first of all, we'd be taking them out to someplace well, not too nice where there might there could margaritas. be margaritas. Margaritas. Yeah, margaritas. Someplace like maybe like Friday. A margarita. Like a margarita will oh, get you this totally, shit done. Yeah, a, a, a margarita at Applebee's, but one of the good ones. Mm-hmm. One of their upscale margaritas at Applebee's. Because Applebee's, you can have some, you can have an ugly cry and nobody's gonna, you know, throw you out or be upset. Take take the GOP to the Applebee's and be like. Okay. Look, girl, look, girl. girl. First, of all, First of all, we, we love, love you. We love you unconditionally. I know but, it doesn't seem that way by the way right. we mock you and hate you. But it, right. at the base of it, it is a love. But the reality is, the reality is, is that you choose abusive men. You choose men that harm and hurt you. Mm-hmm. That, and let me tell let's talk about let's talk about the first abusive relationship you were in with Trump. Okay, we ain't even mm-hmm. gonna we ain't even gonna go back to the ideology and the no. trauma of your childhood and how no. you've been brought up in this no. you know southern trickle strategy down, and trickle know. down. We ain't even gonna talk. We ain't gonna, we no, gonna we go can't. there. We ain't gonna go to Reagan. The cyclical systemic violence that is your childhood and your mama's child and your daddy's child. We're not even. We can't have time for that. And your and your false worship of the police and military. We're Thank not even. You. I can't even go there. Okay? No, we can't. We can't. We don't have time for that. That. We ain't got time for that. But Happy gonna, hours go in. <laughs> but we got to talk about your relationship with Trump, which is now, now, and and what kills me is you're going to step right back into that same cyclical pattern. That's right. In the same relationship with a younger version of him. Be clear about this. Trump, okay, the double wide is gone. Okay, the du- he burnt it down. You ain't got no place to live. Mm-mm. You've been sleeping on our floor. Okay. <laughs> You're closing some, trash bags. Closing trash bags for some weeks. We are not throwing you out, but we do want to give you the impetus you need to get the fuck out and to take <laughs> care of yourself. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. You know, you've been waiting for Ron to pick you up in this car for like two days. He is not, not coming. coming. He's not coming and he's not going to deliver for you. No, he will not. An Uber and ask for your credit card. That's right. And this is what, and this is my problem with the GOP in general. These are people who put all of their beliefs in one patriarch. You know what I mean? And, um, and, and their ideology and they go hard for it. Don't, don't get me wrong. They go hard for that shit. Mm-hmm. The fact that these people have gone so hard in for Herschel Walker <laughs> is is above and beyond my pay fucking grade. Okay, I know we're not talking about it, but if you haven't heard Herschel Walker try to explain <laughs> some horror movie that he saw <laughs> about about vampires and, and werewolves. werewolves, by the way, he wants to be a werewolf now. Yes, for those of you who thought he wanted to be a vampire and that's why you voted for him, 
He's changed sides. He is not he on be- team vampire. He's on team werewolf now. <laughs> okay. And this is not, we are not making this up. This I is mean- what he spoke about in front of a crowd. The man is running for Senate. He's got less than what, two weeks or something, maybe three weeks less than that right yeah for that election and what is he talking about how he would rather be a werewolf he's talking about the werewolf platform of the gop (laughs) i don't know what's wrong with you angela okay i'm missing the connect i'm missing is there an analogy or is there a real werewolf platform but here we are would and and that is the quality of candidate (laughs) that the gop feels not only that their constituents deserve, but the, he is the best representation of what a black man should be in Congress. It's really, it's, it's so really, fucking offensive. It's so offensive. I'm going to tell you something. It's offensive to biscuits, pancakes, and tap dancing. It's offensive. Speaking of offensive, House Republicans pick Kevin McCarthy as their leader in the new Congress. I, I, I'm going to tell you why this made me happy, Francis. Mm. Because it's gonna be a pain in the ass. It's gonna be a pain. And I am excited for that. <laughs> I am excited for it. I am excited for him because what they just got told is we aren't down with your crazy. But That's right. enough of the crazy areas, elected people, they got like 160 crazy ass people in there. This is going to be so unfun for him. And unfortunately, also for us in many, <laughs> but yeah. But keeping them out of the Senate, which has the real authority, yeah. um, is is was major. And holding back their what are they they maybe they're projected to have maybe five people right. over. Right. Well, the the vote came as the Republicans remained one seat of shy of 218 seats. Now we're there um, that they needed to. This was in the past. So the reality is, is that the party failed to benefit from what they were calling the red wave of GOP uh, GOP leaders had hoped for in last week's midterm oh, no, 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 elections. Count it on. Demand it. Told us who they were gonna get. Knew That's they right. were gonna get it. That's right. That's right. And they they are expected to take a narrow house majority. But McCarthy said Republicans could quote uh, quote quote could have won bigger if they had nominated stronger candidates in some of the top of ticket governor and Senate races. Senator Rick Scott, who was chair of the National Republican Senatorial Committee, i.e. failed at his job, came mm-hmm. came for Kevin McCarthy. Okay. And lost. But let's talk about, let's let, you know, let me tell you something about Rick Scott. This is, a, let me, um, I don't know how he got reelected. Somebody who's, whose main point is let me get rid of social security. I, I have to assume he's been lying when he's actually speaking to his constituents and not saying that. I didn't watch his campaigning and I don't, I think I was really caught up in the other tomfoolery going around. Um, and I, but it is, it's ridiculous. And I'm sorry, and I, yet, just, I, I misspoke one second. Rick Scott came for um, um, Turtleneck, uh, Mitch, McConnell. Oh, Mitch McConnell. Yeah, I'm no, so but he sorry. didn't like, he didn't like, I think that he's doing everything he can to avoid critique of this is the thing it, i this is not and actually it is still a condemnation of rick scott's alleged job i think the republicans so believe the historical trend that the party in power loses these elections that they didn't really do much that's right they believed that and they believed in because this is a midterm election they believed in low turnout in general and that it would be the turnout by the crazies 
So they wanted that. So they were cool with their candidates being there because it's the diehard people who come out and vote. I and 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 that's I think that what's interesting to me, because we say it all the time here, all of your modeling doesn't work anymore because they didn't have covid. It didn't have a worldwide pandemic. It didn't have um, this the January 6th. You cannot you cannot. I think any old algorithm you were using that doesn't take that can't take into account because we don't know how to take into account yet this global pandemic and what is continuing to do and we are in another surge um and the and and an attempt on uh, the first attempt since the civil war to destroy this union yes let me say this you can't predict anymore that let way. me tell you what i've woken up to personally i've woken up to stop allowing people to define your experience. Stop, get off of other motherfuckers' framework of how they see the country, reality, emotions, doesn't matter. You can go micro, you can mm -hmm. take that ideology to the macro. If you are getting your information about how you are um, integrating yourself, mm -hmm in reality from people who are against you and don't mean you good and aren't yeah. in support of you, you stupid. Well, don't let your, you said it last week on Stephanie, don't let your oppressors give you your language. Right, your definition of self. And further, I think it's important that you not we making the assumption that other people are in your way of thinking or in your paradigm. There you is, go. Is the is the other end of that same stick, right? Because it's like if you you let other people define you and you think you then use that to define other people. The we it's hard. And I know that that's probably why people like you are able to even watch Fox News and stuff, because it's like your way at one of the things you do to see what those people are saying. Yes. And if I had a better constitution and a better anti um, anxiety regimen, I could do it more. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's not for you. It's damaging to me. And I they tend to not say anything new in my opinion, but like, but I, but I get that, that that is, I think it's an important aspect of that. And I think that, that over and over again, having, I don't care who it was, what network was telling me that the Democrats weren't messaging, right. That this election was about the economy. No, it wasn't. It was about democracy. And a part of democracy is of course the economy, but cause you can't be free if you, if you broke, let's start that. That's a, that's a reality. But on top of it, a real part of it, choice, of course, controlling your body is about freedom and democracy. So, so the, the idea that they thought they were going to tell us what this election was about, what we cared about. And then, bitch, remember how they were insulting everyone yeah. saying, how dare the Americans care more about gas and democracy? Well, we don't and we didn't. Right. Speaking of which, Georgia judge blocks state six week abortion ban. A Fulton County, Georgia judge ruled that the state must stop enforcing its abortion ban. Must stop. Because the people don't fucking want it. And what and the thing is, is that this is what disgusts me. You drag hardworking fucking Americans to have to come out here and have to relitigate something that has been litigated already 50 years ago, again and again and again and again. And you still making us have to use our energy to enforce to fight that when we should be focusing on as a country. Yep. Being better. Yep. Being better, climate, education, nutrition, 
right now i believe new york is getting this ridiculous amount of snowfall they have like this winter storm that is like uh, something some crazy number of inches of snow overnight like if we if we aren't hit to the fact that we are destroying the, the land that we're standing on right that we need also i just have to have to say this off the top of my head too look at the states that decided the house that are typically reliably blue California mm-hmm. and New York. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of people I know in California who went where we are safe. Yes. I don't need to vote. There are well, a lot of people I'm gonna who are in New York who Unfortun- sat there and said, we are a safe state. I don't need to vote. Bitches, yep. this look at what just happened. Unfortunately, we were recently on a panel where someone told people that. Where a member of the panel we were on said to people, if you're in these districts, that's right. If you're in LA County, you don't need to worry. That's right. But if you're in another county outside of that, like Ventura or whatever, Orange County, you need to go out and vote. See, this is the problem. This and this this is not the first time that's happened. We there is never a time when your vote doesn't matter. That's there right. is never a time when you don't need to vote. Be clear. The only time you don't need to vote is when you are dead. That's right. That is it. That's right. And I was, I, and, I, and I'm loath to say that you were just saying it. Do not let other people tell you when something is important and when it isn't. Right. You know, you know what's important to you. You wouldn't be listening to this if you didn't. We'll be right back after these messages. I'm Greg Oliar. Four years ago, I stopped writing novels to report on the crimes of Donald Trump and his associates. In 2018, I wrote a best-selling book about it, Dirty Rubles. In 2019, I launched Prevail, a bi-weekly column about Trump and Putin, spies and mobsters, and so many traitors. Trump may be gone, but the damage he wrought will take years to fully understand. Join me and a revolving crew of contributors and guests as we try to make sense of it all. This is Prevail. Welcome back. The Senate advanced bipartisan legislation to protect same-sex marriage. Thank you, the fuck thank you. In a 62-37 vote, 12 Republicans voted with all Democrats to end debate on the bill and advance the Respect for Marriage Act, which would enshrine same-sex marriage protections into federal law because hearts over parts is none of your fucking business who I love. It's not, or who I just feel like fucking and marrying. I don't have to love them. It's none of your goddamn business. <laughs> like, that's just the way it is. And it repeals the 1996 Defense of Marriage Act, which is an atrocity. You know, and I and I like the polling, obviously, in this because to, to know where people are at that says that in May, 71 percent of Americans said they supported legal same sex marriage, which was up from 27 percent in 1996. But we have always said this. It, I don't think we should be voting on civil rights. No. I think you're civil, so you have rights. Yeah. Like, that's just like, and and we've we've talked about this for years in our stand-up, that, that if segregation had been voted on instead of put it, gotten rid of at the, by the president, by the Supreme Court, we'd probably still be segregated. We need to be, I don't vote for leadership to be in time with me. I vote them to be ahead of me. I vote them for them to be smarter than me. I hope I vote for them to, to be thinking ahead and, 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 and can not I, back. Can I, can I just go right back really quickly? We're still in segregation. It's yeah. just not legal. Well, 
and and they're they've been making inroads to that all the time. The Biden administration warned of a historically large increase in federal student loan delinquency and defaults without its forgiveness plan. The Education Department stopped accepting applications for student loan forgiveness plan last week after a judge in Texas called the policy unconstitutional and struck it down. I'm getting sick of this shit. When did state level judges get to overrule the executive branch? Yep. I'm sick of this shit. Approximately 18 million borrowers are eligible to have their federal student loans discharged in their entire in their in their entirety under the program. These same borrowers are most in jeopardy of defaulting. About 60% of borrowers who qualified for forbearance haven't made a single payment since August 2020 because of COVID and, and the fucked upness of yes. everything. And let me tell you How something. I just tax breaks for corporations, rich people not unconstitutional i exactly just, I, I mean it's it's so blatant you know i just was having a conversation with a friend uh who we both have kids going to college she's white i'm black and we have completely different views and viewpoints and have been raised with different views and viewpoints on this and my viewpoint what i realized recently is internal racism internalized racism i.e. the way that I view going to school, getting an education is about, you know, for myself, for my child, for black people, getting a seat at the table, getting educated, blah, blah, blah. I, you know, and as I am going on and looking at other people dealing with their debt, dealing with their issues um, and what have you, I am seeing more and more black people be more upset about being in debt, $300,000 in, in scholastic debt, the and not getting the payoff that society says you're going to get for that investment. I am watching people who are who have sat there, and I am, you know how pro-education I am. I believe that. But what I'm saying is, is that their education isn't a fair game, right? Mm-hmm. And I am watching black people destroy their lives, their their financial lives to gain this education that everybody says, once you get it, you're in. You know, it will every, every, every blockade, that's the imagination, that's the magical thinking, right? People have this magical thinking that this education is going to buy me out of poverty, buy me out of X, Y, and Z. And that's yeah. not the reason why we get an education. That's, that, again, that's internalized racism. But I, I also think I, I got to push back on that because I don't think that's internalized racism. The reality is beware of people who tell you not to get the thing they have. Right. These people are educated people saying you that education doesn't pay off. It pays off in a number of ways. It pays off in how you vote. It pays yeah. off in how you interact with this world and your ability to interact with this world. Well, short of anything called like getting a direct paycheck or financial rewards or status for black people. You know, there's been study after study after study that have shown that a, a white man with a high school level education will make as much money as a black person with a college education. Yes. That doesn't mean don't go to college, black people. Right. That's not the but, answer to that isn't not to go to college. That's the answer what, to that, you know, for me, the answer is 
but the, the, there's a more holistic global answer here, which is people shouldn't have to go into horrific debt to get education. Well, that that isn't that's about how we what we need to do in terms of and Biden has all these plans on the agenda for exactly. for, for helping people finance school, particularly um, not only trade schools, but like getting going to community colleges before you move on to universities or or getting your to degrees make at college colleges more, more affordable. But I can never, ever, ever get behind because the first thing they did was tell us we couldn't read. And yeah. there's a reason for that. Not being educated is never in your best interest. It is always in your interest. Oh, and when absolutely. I tell you that. that but going that, into debt, debt but going into it's the debt. One- it's the one that that's that 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 economists will tell you is worth it. And and it's and it and the reality is, especially I think for black people, for minorities in this country, you cannot move forward effectively in in many areas without not just this education like the information, but the cultural education of it, the cultural cachet of it. It's it. There are keys to doors that come from these experiences that you will not have access to any other way because you know we what? don't have I think, those other inroads. You know, I look at that and I go, that is definitely the thinking I thought was was fed and saw in the 90s. Uh, that's that's definitely what I was brought up on. What I see entrepreneurially happening out here in this world is people doing all sorts of amazing things. And I don't want to take, again, I don't want to take away from education and I don't want to take, but what I do have a problem with is people buying an idea and expecting that idea to pay them in the future. I just don't know anybody on their deathbed who goes, I was, I died out of debt. So I lived a good life versus I had these experiences. I had this, this understanding of the world. I got to know and interact with people in this way. And that, you know, like to me, there's just, I think that it, it's not a binary question, right. um, you know, and, and I, but I, but I am loathe that every person I ever hear talk about how we don't need a college education has one. And that's the thing that I'm like, everything in me revolts against because be, like I said, beware of somebody who tells me you don't need the thing that you have. And I'm going to tell you, it is not fun to be in debt, but you are in good company. And we are going to deal with that. And if we get our better educated population, we vote better. And when we vote better, we get to address these issues. And I think, and I think, and I think, think that, that everybody's going to open an Etsy store and be successful at it. And or, or, you know, small business is what it is, you know, and people have good ideas and, and sometimes good ideas aren't enough. Right. No, like, they're not. They're so, good ideas aren't good yeah. business necessarily. Right. And and the business, I mean, one of the things we were going to talk about, we didn't get into really don't have time to get into today was about the um, the stock market doing better. Yes. Well, I was reading articles about why is the stock market doing better since the election? It's doing better since the election, because the thing that stock market likes is nothing. They like it when there's no movement. So what they read out of the election was gridlock. Yep. Nothing dramatic will happen. There won't be any big changes. There won't be any big tax cuts to more poor people. They're nothing. They won't be able to do anything. And that helps us rich people. That's why they, they people they, that market felt comfortable after the election. And that's something we should be concerned about. And we can't be concerned about it if we don't know about it. Yep, exactly. Uh, really quickly, 
Perry Bass made history as the first female mayor of Los Angeles. Congratulations, Karen. You know, I'm so glad she beat out, beat out Rick Caruso. A uh, real personal story. I was walking. I walk all the time in West Hollywood, and there's nothing but Rick Caruso signs everywhere because, you know, I, I live in a neighborhood that has multi-million dollar homes and then people who are struggling to live in apartments. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so it out front of every multi-million dollar home is a Rick Caruso sign. And what I was, I should have taken a picture because there was a homeless man laying in the middle of the sidewalk in front of a multi-million dollar home in front of a Rick Caruso sign. And that scared me because what I saw was really wealthy people who normally lean liberal. Mm-hmm. Go, leaning into Rick Caruso because people Ooh. are scared about their, their, Katie their Perry, Gwyneth yeah. Paltrow. Yeah. Hoes. Yeah. Yeah. That scared me to death. And he outspent her $11 to one. Which goes to show you, like you said it this morning, Francis, what'd you tell me before we started? I don't know. You, you said too many smart things. You said you can't buy an election in Los Angeles. You can't. You can't even buy a vote for that no. garbage. No. But it shouldn't have been this close. And I and I I think you're absolutely right. It's be, I think that that has to do with people feeling like they didn't have to come out to vote because it's a safely democratic, you know, um district. Exactly. Uh, districts. And that's that's I'm so happy. I was so nervous. This man has been a Republican and donated to anti-choice car- candidates for his all of his life that I was aware of and I just never once trusted that he was in fact what he said he was. No. And Karen Bass is a great, great representative and be a great mayor. I'm so happy. I'm so happy for us here in Los Angeles. You know, she's not my mayor, but you know, she's my mayor adjacent. Yes. And also really quickly, the FBI conducted is conducting 2,700 domestic terrorism investigations, Ray tells Congress. 2,700. Yup. They've arrested over 800 people and they're involved in charging them for the insurrection. It should be more. I don't like Ray. I'm going to say it. I don't trust him. And I think we need to start looking at why is it that I was watching this debate around this issue, around uh, why we have such a hard time with domestic terrorists. And they were saying, oh, the laws are different and we have free speech rights. I find it fascinating that when black rappers um, had music that people thought was damaging and could influence people, they put warning labels on it. They figured out a way to try to say they made a campaign, a sort of cultural war on that music. But we can't do it with extremists. We can't no. do it with insurrectionists. We can't do it with it's like we always seem to get tripped up when it comes up with when it comes to stopping white people from trying to destroy this country. Like yeah. we just don't seem to know how to utilize the, our laws or how to utilize. And and I'm frankly, I'm sick of it. Like what you do is you criminalize them. You make, you go get them for the crimes they committed and, and you charge them and put them in jail and you put warning labels on their garbage in whatever other um, options we have. And I'm, it's just, it's incredible to me that we're still not addressing this as we should be. And that is our final word. And now it's time for emails, emails. Time to go get your emails. This email is from Zamal F. Thank you so much. It says, Twitter, should I stay or should I go? It says, I'm for staying. Zamal says, I'm for staying on Twitter. We still have our own agency to be able to block and not respond to Elon's trolls. Okay, Zamal, I'll take that. Thank you. I think that's that's an excellent point. And to be honest, I think, 
Elon may make sure we don't have to make this decision for us. He seems really hell-pent on messing up this platform. Totally, totally. And now it's time for Resistance Wrap Up. You know what to do. We got one thing to say until December. What is it? Is it the 6th? 6th So December, up until December 6th, what you're doing is you're going to warnockforgeorgia.com. Okay. And you're calling them. If you can't find something on there that you can do, if you can't send them some money out, we don't care if it's $5, you need to call them and say, well, what else can I do? What What would be you? you? That's what we're asking you to do. If you cannot send them actual money and go, don't just send the email thing and call, call the Warnock campaign and ask them, what can you do? Okay. Because we need that one. We need cinema and mansion to be irrelevant. I'm Francis Callier. I'm Angela B. Shelton. We are for Angela. Thank you so much for listening to The Final Word.